Today's episode is brought to you by the Star Draft. Do you feel like you always know the Oscar nominees before they're announced, or wish that you could share just a bit of Meryl Streep's Oscar glory? Well, now you can. Experience award season like never before. Sign up today to create or join a league at www.thestardraft.com attack. We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. girl. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Merry Christmas. Oh. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy Chanukah. Yes, we go. It's a meme reference. She knows how to spell yeah, it. Yeah. Say Hanukkah, I, I promise. Oh, Are you guys watching anything good? No, I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077 all of the time. This is not a video game podcast. Can it let's, be? Let's take on <laughs> no. it. <laughs> no, it's very good. We actually, Lacey and I finally uh, got back into Big Mouth and. It's Big Mouth. It's fantastic. I don't know what you guys think of it, Rashawn. I have never watched it. I watched some of it, and it's, like, really funny. I just, I don't know. I didn't keep up with it, but it was really good. Big Mouth is one of those, if you ever hear someone complaining, like, you can't you can't say anything nowadays on TV, you're going to get canceled. Fucking show them Big Mouth. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, though, obviously, with the writers and cast that it has. So in between... Marathons of playing Cyberpunk 2077. I've been watching Big Mouth. Um, did you guys watch, or did you know that Animaniacs is back? I don't know if I talked about this last time. I know it's back. I haven't watched it yet. I feel like you guys would like it. I've only seen the first episode. I saw a few clips. They it it looked like they were playing to us, like our generation. Yes, that's why I'm like it's so. I don't well one there was so much that I missed I as a kid you don't get it you just don't get the innuendos and then um yeah I just felt like okay I'm an adult now watching this cartoon that I loved as a kid and now I get everything and hell yeah I also didn't realize that Pinky and the Brain was a part of Animaniacs yeah man what I just thought it was a separate cartoon like that whole that whole kind of WB lineup was black unmatched like (laughs) animaniacs pinky in the brain static shock like unmatched dude that shit went so hard so this is not a tv podcast everybody what (laughs) we're talking about tv this is not a tv podcast what movies are we watching but i have another like tv-esque it's netflix um have you guys heard of dash and lily Oh, girl, I blew through that in a night. In one <laughs> night! In one night! My friend, Emily McKernan, uh, recommended it to me. And I just, like, I started it on a whim. I was like, oh, it's Christmassy. Turn it on. 
and it's about books and oh, yeah. these cute little teenagers and Alice in Wonderland is referenced like 82 times in it. Loved it. Every second yeah. of it. So cute. So, so, so cute. cute. And I love that it's like young adult-ish, but not mm-hmm. too much where it's corny and like you don't feel like you feel like you're too old to be watching it. Absolutely. That's Just what I was so worried sweet. about. Every time I saw it on Netflix, I was like, eh, it's mm. like teeny boppy. I'm going to feel old. But right. I didn't. I thought it was so cute. So well And I done. thought the girl playing Lily was really cute, too. I've never seen her in anything. So Yeah. She was she adorable. Mm-hmm. We actually. Oh, yeah. Rashawn. Please. No, what were you going to say, Josh? <laughs> I actually did. We, I actually did watch a movie. Oh, that is we'll talk about this more in a different episode but it was one of my favorite movies of the year uh-huh. it's a documentary mm. on hbo Which is one? it the martyr yes it's, it's a murder crazy not insane mm. oh not I don't know about it's so good it follows this like revolutionary this woman who is a revolutionary in the psychiatric field it's all about the discussion of rehabilitation versus punishment. We're never going to get to the bottom of what creates a serial killer. If we keep just locking them away or putting them on death row immediately. And it's about, we need to figure out psychologically why these men are doing what they're doing. It's Mm. so good. It's pretty heavy. It's not, it's not like too true crimey, there are some like crime scene photos and stuff, but it's more about the psychology of a serial killer and breaking down what we as a society need to do to fix that and how we're not doing it. Mm. Isn't Mind Hunter? Is that the one with Jonathan Groff? Yeah, that- and that's based off a true story and like a true sort of guidebook. And it's that kind of person of like trying to dissect. Mentally, what's going on in a serial killer's head? Speaking of Mindhunter, oh, what? So I did a, (laughs) I did a deep dive back into the movies of David Fincher. Mm. Oh boy, watched all of them in preparation to watch Mank on Netflix. And and. We know this hurts you more than it hurts us. So just say I it. know. I'm. I was very disappointed, man. But I hesitate to say that it was a bad movie. I don't think David Fincher is capable of making a bad movie. Sounds like a challenge. Sounds like a challenge. But uh, look, I sat through Alien Three. Okay, I love <laughs> David Fincher. It's if you don't know, Mank is about. Herman Mankiewicz, who was the screenwriter of Citizen Kane. And I watched, I even watched Citizen Kane right before I watched this. Ooh, Which, like, dedication. Jesus, good on you, because. <laughs> what else do I have going on in 2020? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess to anyone that hasn't watched it, it's more about the person who wrote Citizen Kane and less about him writing it. Mm-hmm. so you whatever know, that means have fun I don't know I'll watch it again <laughs> because I'm I'm just obsessed I think he's 
a brilliant filmmaker and he's my favorite so the three of you watched a movie for a fact that i know of the past week that no one's brought up <laughs> oh. it's what? gonna be on it's gonna be on carmela's top top <laughs> that caused a lot of heat in our personal thread that the four of us share Hello, the prom? Are you? Did you forget about it already? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I didn't I even legit, watch it, and I. <laughs> I legit was like, "What?" what I know. I was like, "We fight about everything." What are you talking Listen, about? I also ate that up. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> had a great time. I had a good time. I, I was mean, like, "What? What do me in the prom and Meryl Streep in the prom have in common?" ate it up (laughs) (laughs) that ass though i feel like okay fine we all know that james corden didn't need to be in that movie Mm -mm. yeah but i feel like aside from that it was a good time (laughs) was it a good time because we're that starved for starved for movies as a people or was it actually that good of a time I, I had a good time with Yeah, you. no, I had a good time. Great. I'm still not going to watch it. I'm just trying to egg you on. <laughs> I liked it. And it's like I told you guys, I'm so, so glad that a movie like this exists. I just, like, I don't know. I think about the movies, the movie musicals of days past. Yeah. And I feel like this is way more on track with, like, getting people excited about musical theater again and not disappointed mm-hmm. in the musical theater content that's coming out. Um, and I just feel like it was a good entryway for what's to come with West Side Story and In the Heights and the movie musicals that we have to look forward to. Yeah, with a recent rash of Peter Pans and Hairspray Lives and all of those. Rocky Horror. Oof. Rock, it's good to have this. T- you, again, didn't watch it. But it's good to have it back. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I saw people that were like, the prom was good, but I didn't like the music. I'm like, you do realize you're watching a musical. What? <laughs> How you... Okay. Well, I just feel like we've diverted a little from the December theme. So I want to know what we're fighting about today. Nothing. Nothing. We are talking about something <laughs> what are we talking about we're, we're not fighting Rashawn. yes i i you thought the gloves were off for princess bride and adam's family i'm here i'm here to do what i'm here to do elf baby. play this play the clip elf <laughs> elf now i think someone sent you a christmas gram we should call security good idea i like to whisper too buddy's experiencing a world he never knew existed but he's your son what am i gonna do he, he's certifiably insane <laughs> discovering what it takes to fit in and going where no elf has gone before what he needs is to be nurtured bring him home introduce him to emily and michael how long do you think you'll be with us Elf like is a 2003 forever. Christmas comedy starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Bob Newhart, Mary Steenburgen, and Ed Asner as Santa Claus. The screenplay was written by David Berenbaum, and the film was directed by John Favreau. So, right there. 
perfection. And like I said, if you don't know this movie, I don't know what you've been doing for the last 20 years. The movie is about a human man named Buddy who is raised in the North Pole with Santa and his elves. He finds out later in his life that he is, in fact, a human and that his father, living in New York City, Walter Hobbs, is on Santa's naughty list. Dun, dun, dun. So Buddy makes the trip through the seven layers of the candy cane forest, through the gumdrop, whatever it is, until he gets through the Lincoln Tunnel and he goes to New York to help redeem and save his father's Christmas spirit. This movie is beat after beat, comedy, laughs, it's genuine, it's so full-hearted. I mean, this to me is the definition of a Christmas movie. I'm going to say it now. This movie don't miss. This movie <laughs> is what a Christmas movie should be. And that's it. That's the episode. Thanks so Thanks much everybody. for everybody. Bye. For Happy holidays. Um, Before we'll you see go. See you next week. <laughs> oh my God. Rashawn, I swear to God. Lord. Lord. I thought we said when we were going to have an elf episode, it was just going to be a love fest. I think I missed that production meeting. I'm so sorry. Girl, you were there. I saw you. Hit it. Uh Let's hear it. (laughs) No. Just say it. We all love the movie except you. (laughs) I never said I didn't love the movie. I haven't said anything. Then what problems do you have? He wishes Buddy was played by Jack Black. That's what it is. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh, What? What? Come on. I like this movie. I like this movie. But. And that's. I love the first 30 minutes. You don't like it once he hits New York? Not as much, no. You don't like the fish out of water story? Why not? It's a double fish out of water story. You know what I mean? No, No. I don't. Explain. Oh, my God. All of you just take a... (laughs) What's (laughs) double about it? The fish out of water is there's an elf in the human world. I like like the imagery and the gags when it's big-ass Will Ferrell in the North Pole. And And I like the beginning of when he gets to New York City. When he's exploring. Yeah, when he gets hit by the car and he's like jumping on all the crosswalks, and... <laughs> which was all guerrilla filming, by the way. They what? they didn't have a mm-hmm. permit to film in the Lincoln Tunnel. The dude in the red jump jumpsuit—that's not an extra, or that's just a guy that they found. That's amazing. Oh my God. They had they were on a really limited time for filming, and they were like, "How do we fit in what it's like to be in New York at Christmas time? We just got to throw them out there." And yeah. every person that he's surrounded by is a genuine New Yorker who's just yeah. trying to get by. The, New York. Him getting hit by a car obviously is not right. real. Yeah, but their Netflix has a really good episode of the the holiday movies that made us and it breaks down a lot of the stuff you'll the, all of the new york scenes were totally gorilla film they just had a tiny crew and will ferrell in an elf costume just going ape shit so, so so when is it that you start to hate the movie when he gets to the book when did i say i hated it joshua <laughs> with your eyes listeners you and can't see it but his eyes your i have tone. glasses on you could see through the glasses camilla <laughs> <They> ain't sunglasses <laughs> Mello translate you watched it with him what was he saying Answer for Rashawn. Okay. Yeah, this goes great all of the time. <laughs> I feel like this is me as Rashawn. Right, I feel okay. like Will Ferrell is just a big baby. Ferrell. <laughs> Ferrell. 
I feel like Will Ferrell is just a big baby. And I wish it was Jack Black. See. Wait, okay. Do you actually wish that Jack Black had played? No, why know. are you listening to her? Okay, no, I'm just, he she was very convincing. She's a he good didn't, actress. Uh, he didn't say that part, but he did say the big baby part. That's the... No, 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 no. But he no, also no, did no, say, no, no. say the part you said, say the part you say said. Say the quiet part loud. Say Go the quiet ahead. part loud. Go ahead. I don't I don't know what you're referring to. Go ahead. He is a baby because he's like a 30-year-old human. Uh, remember, his dad said he didn't get to be head engineer or whatever the fuck until he was like 480. So when it comes to being in elf years, he's essentially a toddler. What Rashawn said was that he, no one else at the North Pole acted like that. So why did Will act like that? <laughs> that is a correct quote. I just that. that's, that's valid, but it's also because buddy, buddy is buddy. I'm not saying I didn't laugh when he gets to New York, when he do, pushes all the buttons on the elevator. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot to give you a hug. I think I say that at least once a week. Yeah, that line is perfect. I just don't, I don't understand why he's so regressed. You know what I mean? He's I, super, he's su- that, the scene at the doctor's office, like he's, he's doing Will Ferrell to the max, which is so funny. So I'm not saying it's not a funny performance. I'm saying I don't understand the babiness. Because <laughs> he's someone who grew up without a father. But he grew up around people. He grew up around elves. elves. But Bob Newhart is like the humanist of human elves. Like he's. <laughs> well, because he's ancient. That, he's like 800. But that's who raised him. Barely. I, I think Buddy is supposed to be the epitome of Christmas spirit. That is who he is. He and inherently, is... Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit is. Spoiler alert, if you have young children that you listen with, mute it for 15 seconds, is a childlike spirit because children believe in Santa. Also, unmute. Like, why are children listening to this this podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Because they have good fucking taste. Yeah, shit. Please stop. Fuck yeah, kid. Turn it up. Merry fucking Christmas. I think that's what it is, though. I don't think... I think you're seeing it as, as, as... Baby-ish, when in fact it's it's eternal optimism. It's it's that hope and that genuine spirit. I think a good example of that, with the scene I love and it's so small, is when he's waiting in the doctor's office and there's that little girl, and it's <laughs> just so cute. She's like, "What's your name, buddy?" What's your she name? shows like, up at just... the end. That's a great. That's a great oh, moment, and he's so in character as Buddy. But also, like, his eyes are super wide and he's just ready to receive whatever she says. And it's just such a real moment for them. The, the rest of his performance is not like that. Like, the I'm, I'm saying all this like I don't like the movie and that's not no, what I'm just, saying. You've already put on the villain hat. You're too far. <laughs> yeah. What, just whatever. Wear it with pride. Put your pit forks away, okay? I like Elf. I watching it. I actually watch this movie every year. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I do. Watching it this time, maybe it's just life has beaten me down this year. <laughs> Jesus 
Christ. Do not. <laughs> I don't have any room for joy, okay? <laughs> Log off, dude. This movie is specifically for you, then. Yeah. Right. Well, think about the mailroom scene. He receives the little girl in the waiting room the same he receives the ex-con in the mailroom. He's still Buddy with it. He doesn't change. That's that's the magic of Buddy the Elf. No, I I, I get that. I think the distinction I'm trying to make is between those moments and the moments where it seems like he has never spoken to another living human being. Well, he hasn't. He's only spoken to elves. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I have a theory. What is it? That this movie and another movie we've done on the pod are connected. What? I love you, man. Because it's jo- you, me. John huh? Favreau's character in Elf <laughs> is identical to his character in I Love You, Man. <laughs> and this happens way before. He's probably single here. He leaves the hustle and bustle in New York, moves out to sunny Santa Monica, finds Jamie Presley, gets married, leaves the whole Elf thing behind him. You guys let him have it. Just yeah, but I just okay. You can't. <laughs> okay. You can't. Merry Christmas. There's your gift. You, you can't prove to me that I'm wrong, and I that's what's not. important. We can't. Uh uh-uh. uh When it comes to Will Ferrell, though, for real, can you picture anybody else playing this? Part? No. Maybe. Whom? Who? I don't know. Give me some time. Okay. <laughs> we'll need you to report in by the end of the episode. I was gonna say deal. I don't know much of James Conn's work. I'll be the first to admit that. But I think he is stellar in this role. I think he plays the stoic, grumpy, begrudged man (laughs) very well. And I, I just think casting overall, I thought about doing a recast just for fun with this episode. And I just cannot see anyone else playing these roles mm-hmm. all right mel let's talk about it what you know the mom the mom america's she's good she's, she's fucking good she's good the thing is i said that on the up and i think it's just because she's the same all the time like she's yeah. literally the same mother in you know what else movie. is the same all the time a chocolate chip cookie you know what's great every time Chocolate chip. <laughs> right. So I, I do take that back. I don't think she's horrible or bad. I think she's literally the same all the time. And that's not a bad thing. You know what the sweetest thing ever is? I caught it during this rewatch for the first time ever is when you're seeing the news station like bits nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it cut, she's putting groceries away and she's got two huge bottles of maple syrup that she bought at the store. <laughs> made and me cry when he pointed it out. <laughs> when we rewatch this, Lacey <laughs> cried for the entire final 25 minutes. That final <laughs> act. Lacey. From, absolutely did. From Central Park on, she was crying. Which, like, also, what a banging final act of a Christmas movie. Because once it starts going, it doesn't stop. I will say, though, I wish there was more of the North Pole in it. And I think that's just me wanting those little animals and Leon. I don't know where. Just I want more of it. I I want a spinoff of just that. I don't know. The practical effects they did for the North Pole were nutso. From him sitting on his dad's lap to him riding the tricycle with Bob Newhart behind him. (laughs) 
that's so pra- good. That's practical effects. They're on like a super long tricycle. They have a kid, like an eight-year-old kid whose hands are on Will Ferrell's shoulders, and Bob Newhart is way in the back on that long tricycle sticking what? his head out. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, I think that's part part of the magic of this movie, and it's something that John Favreau wanted to strive for like he wanted to emulate the Rankin and Bass stop motion animation from classic Christmas movies he wanted I mean down to costume design there is like frame for frame references to those old stop motion movies Mela you were talking about that with Scrooge even that that's where movie magic happens is in those practical effects in that makeup in those moments and I think this movie that's why this movie is almost 20 years old and it's still like it is a modern day classic Christmas movie oh yeah and I I mean I think I do see it probably once like every Christmas but I had no idea it was like practical effects I definitely thought it was like CGI yeah and there's a there's a a woman that deserves all of the credit the studio really wanted to intervene and make an entirely different cut with this movie mm-hmm. and um, they wanted to like was it that they wanted to leave all the stop motion out or they wanted to well that was one of them but they also wanted to make it this was they were in post-production right when old school hit so they wanted to just make it another old school they didn't want to make it like a family christmas comedy they're like let's recut it make it a kind of raunchy will ferrell just another will ferrell movie mm-hmm. but john favreau had such a specific vision that when the studio tried to recut it like another raunchy Will Ferrell movie, it was impossible. It was, Elf was Elf was Elf. But there's a woman by the name of Teresa Drilling. She had like just over 24 hours to do the mocap for like the snowman, uh, the narwhal, and I think one other thing to show to the studio execs for them to like green light the, the final round of funding. She stayed up for like 24 hours straight doing all the stop motion for the christmas scenes like the the Teresa queen yeah the snowman the narwhal who is voiced by john favreau the most famous <laughs> line out of the movie hi buddy there is my one of my favorite things about this movie so that's really interesting there is a part of this movie that legitimately scared me when i first saw it as a kid and sometimes still does to this day do you want to know what it is mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i'll tell you Right after this break. Mella, guess what? What, Beach? We're going to the Oscars. What? Are you ready? Check this out. Have you ever wanted to share a bit of the spotlight with Meryl Streep? Duh. Play a game where Daniel Kaluuya is on your team. Ooh, he's a daddy, yes. Well, this year you can, thanks to today's sponsor, the Star Draft. As our listeners already know, Hollywood Awards season is almost, almost here. And Star Draft lets you be a part of it like never before. It's like fantasy football meets the Golden Globes, and here's how it works. Head to thestardraft.com slash attack to create a league, to invite friends, or join a public league to make new ones. You draft a team of 10 actors and or musicians. Think Olivia Coleman is going to sweep every award show this winter again? Then draft her. Before every nomination and award show, set a lineup. Every time your actor or musician earns an accolade, they earn your team points. Then sit back, relax, get an adult beverage, watch the awards, and rehearse your acceptance speech. 
The site's top scoring team at the end of Oscar night earns a cash prize. It's 100% free at thestardraft.com slash attack. That's www.thestardraft.com slash attack. We look forward to beating you all all award season long. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> Bring it. The part of this movie that gave me a fucking nightmare when I was, when did this come out? 2003? Yes. So when I was five years old, when this movie came out. Stop it. That, <laughs> fucking wish. <laughs> you fucking wish. <laughs> I was not born yet. I think that's why this movie missed me. It missed him. <laughs> I wasn't here yet. Do not use my line. What little 12 year old me was so scared of the Central Park Rangers. The way Santa builds it up, the framing when it first showed, they look mm. like six headless horsemen. Yes, the music really that do. kicks in, the the like jump cuts of them stomping through Central Park was fucking scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, why think- are you laughing, Rashad? <laughs> it was scary. I'm what? sorry. You saw this when you were 21. I was 12. <laughs> it was so yeah, scary. Yesterday, when I was 21. <laughs> but I think... That is so what this movie and that scene needed because of Will Ferrell. Like, everything is so hopeful and so light and bright and funny. You really needed this harsh, scary reality where Walter blows up and then he's on his own. And there are these literal, like, that's the fantasy element, you know? That's the fantasy element in New York is these looming, dark, spooky horses. Like, I don't know that the scene would have been as impactful without that, like, villain. Because there really isn't a villain in no, this movie. If it was just, like, a race against the clock, like, I gotta deliver these presents, it would have been, like, whatever. The movie kind of implies that these dudes are about to kill Santa Claus. <laughs> And I love the motive is like we he's put them on the naughty list and yeah. like they've never gotten They've been on the naughty yeah. list since Woodstock or whatever the fuck. <laughs> also, Ed Asner is fucking perfect as Santa. Perfect. So awesome. perfect. Yeah. The perfect. villain of this movie is Rashawn. Is Buddy. Rashawn. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. My back is against the wall every episode and I don't care. I'm sorry. Rewind to Preacher's Wife where we just told you we loved it for an hour and a half. Oh, I didn't Rewind. love Preacher's Wife. You didn't? I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. Okay, Whatever. I'm trying to make a point. Stop. Thank you. Me. Thank you. No. Don't <laughs> speak your truth. Speaking of here, fun casting bits. The Gimbal's manager, Faison Love. Love did you, him. Did you catch his name? His name tag. His name tag says Wanda because it was originally supposed to be Wanda Sykes, but at the last <laughs> minute she had a scheduling conflict, so John Favreau called his friend Faison Love to come play it. But they That's kept the awesome. name tag Wanda. He's really funny. He's really good. He's like. Half of this cast is just John Favreau calling in favors. That's amazing. Because this was David Baron Bond's first movie. The producer from the studio is like his first thing. He was like a junior producer. It was like a green team. John Favreau had, I think, directed one other thing. Will Ferrell had just finished shooting Old School, but he hadn't been. The only other movie he had been the star of was Night at the Roxbury, which fucking bombed. It was all new people that. They were all just doing the best they could. And then John Favreau came in and called in pretty much every Hollywood favor he could and made a m- m- masterpiece. Don't you dare. 
I think this is a masterpiece. Don't you dare what? It's not a masterpiece, Lacey. Rashawn. What? You can bite off a masterpiece of my ass if you don't think this is a masterpiece. <laughs> there is enough. <laughs> it's not. It, whatever. I'm just gonna. No, no you can't just. You can't make a statement like that and be like, eh, never mind. Merry Christmas. Me, me, I your don't piece. think it's a masterpiece. Merry Christmas. <laughs> because it's not David Fincher. <laughs> Elf. <laughs> By Let. David Fincher. <laughs> a horror movie? <laughs> Sign me up. I like this movie. I like this movie. I don't love it. Can I say a Josh line? I like it. I don't love you it. You can, but not about Elf. Because <laughs> it's a masterpiece. I like to whisper, too. <laughs> Turn the volume up in post-production. It's a masterpiece. Y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I am I I love this movie so much and I know we've all said like I will watch it at least once every Christmas. I if this movie is on TV, it's on oh, yeah. in our house. Like yeah. I think in the documentary you'll also learn that John Favreau set three standards for if he was going to take this movie on, if he was going to be part of this movie and one of the last one, number 3, was that he wanted it to be a timeless Christmas story. And I think this movie stands that test. I didn't really realize 2003 was almost 20 years ago until I was reading the summary, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel out of time even now. Like I feel like Elf, this would be the same movie if they made, maybe not in 2020, but <laughs> before yeah. in 2020. It is kind of impressive that there's nothing really that dates this movie except for the TVs. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, maybe most times with comedies, they date themselves because of jokes. For sure. In comedies, that's the quickest way they'll date themselves is jokes. Right. And most times we go back to those comedies because there's like a sense of nostalgia with them. Like we're still laughing at the jokes or we're still laughing at those characters who fall funny or, you know, the people in the back. But with this, I feel like they don't really have the jokes are different. And I feel like they still work even 20 years later. I, I do love that it is a movie that is just about, like I said a few weeks ago, just about joy. Mm-hmm. They're like Lacey said. There's no villain. It's just a fish out of water, and this guy's trying to find a family, and they just have to find a way to live together and love together. How do you guys feel about Zoe Deschanel? I'll this take is... her out. What? Kick her out of the movie? Kick her out of the movie? Like her or the character? The character. Jo- really? I mm-hmm. I don't think anything changes if you do i think you're right there i will say i think but i like her i love <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times i've watched new girl front to back yeah still watching no just, I, i'm not talking finished. zoe dishnell i love jovi and i love her relationship with buddy in this movie. but fair is fair jovi could be removed and nothing changes give yes. more of give more of her the meat of her character to James Caan, mm-hmm. and I think I latch on a little bit more. What, or they, this? What about the son? Or the what son. about their relationship? I I like that. It's it's short, but I think it's really effective. Yeah, I think it, it because it's that the snowball fight is of, yeah the snowball fight, and it's also like he's not quite grown up 
enough you know like he's Mm -hmm. not a teenager yet he's still in that like sweet spot where maybe santa's real maybe i still think he's real but i don't want to tell my friends so it doesn't take much convincing from buddy to be like yeah i'm an elf i'm from the north pole this is it okay fine i believe you and i I want to say one. I side with Lacey. I, I like Jovi in this movie. I like that Buddy has finds love. Mm-hmm. But if I had one thing, I would change. I would. I would want more with the half brother, with the little brother, specifically for that reason. Mela is that he's in a transitional stage, the exact same way that Buddy is. Yep. He's transitioning from this childlike wonder and believing in Santa and all this stuff. Buddy is sort of transitioning the same way. He's transitioning from this childlike being of an elf to he's about to become a dad and and help write a book and he gets a kid and there's a deeper connection between the brothers that could have been explored mm-hmm. if i were to critique this movie and want anything else from it it would have been a little more with the brother yeah i don't, I don't think she's a bad character or performed badly i just think Lacey's upset. I know she's upset. <laughs> I I love Jovi in this movie. I think Jovi's great. I I wouldn't take her out. I wouldn't substitute her for more time with the brother. Why are you so sad? Because one of my favorite parts of the movie is their date, like that fun and games part of the movie where he takes her to all of these great New York spots, and she has probably been to that cafe where she tastes that terrible cup of coffee she has seen the christmas trees all over the city but he makes her see the city anew and that to me is so romantic and sweet and beautiful and i turn to josh when they're ice skating on the rink and he kisses her on the cheek i cry every single time she turns to him And she says, you missed. And he's so nervous and scared. And he's like, oh, uh, huh? And he's scared that he's going to get rejected. And and then she just says, you missed. And she kisses him. And that, that's New York. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. Someone who has never once lived in New York. Stayed in New York for longer than a week. First of all, put about a 50 more people in that ice skating ring. That's New York. <laughs> oh my God. I, I also want to say this. I don't know. This is probably casting, but it's a murderer's row of supporting characters. Like, obviously, obviously, uh, Ed Asner, Bob Newhart. But like Artie Lang is the gimbal Santa, like in Kyle Gass and Andy Richter, uh, Peter Dinklage, yep. crushing it. Amy Sedaris is fantastic as the receptionist. So I that's what I was gonna say is like I really feel like Will Ferrell is the the heartbeat of the movie, but this is a true ensemble piece. Like there is not one weak link in the casting. Mm. Speaking of strong links, I want to talk about someone who I don't think gets enough recognition from this movie. Her name is Claire Lautier or Lautier. I'm not sure. She plays the reporter at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, let's talk about this. She kills that role, dude. That When the brother's like, what's your name? And she does the quick spike to the camera as she says her name. It's like her first time being on camera. Like, yeah, because she came from Buffalo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she crushes it. Congratulations on your first lead, Charlotte. <laughs> dude, it's so good. Do you think she kept her job after that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah? sure. Yeah, and she got she got a a ring. I feel like she got proposed to. Oh, well. Okay. I'm sorry. Note, whatever. <laughs> Don't whatever me. How nice was I last week? I was so nice. You were so. Sweet. You can't How? even come to one of oh my choices. Oh my god! I brought Halloween, attitude. and everybody called it boring. So kiss it my ass. Was it was. And this you're is not a masterpiece. Man. Suck it. Listen, you're about to ruin our friendship. Don't test me. Let's play. No. Rashawn, rewind the game theme song. What? I need everyone in this Zoom call to chill the fuck out. No. If I could take what I took for Scrooged and come back <laughs> onto this fucking podcast <laughs> with a smile, all of you can deal with it. Play the game song. <laughs> I want to play the game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch like or a mile. Surprise guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. All right, my friends. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yes. Cue Mary Steinberger singing. <laughs> Listen, I pause. Josh can confirm. Sobbed. Sobbed yeah. when she started singing. Always yeah. do. It's so cute. Okay. So the game we're playing, <laughs> we are going to play Fix the Lyrics. Yeah. So I am going to give you an all-time classic Christmas song. Okay. And I'm going to say, not sing the words, because I feel like singing would make it a like little too sing. easy. No. I don't sing. do that. No. I'm going to say the lyrics to you. Some of the lyrics are going to be wrong. Your job is to figure out what lyrics are wrong and what the real lyrics are. Are we ready? Yes, ma'am. Ready. ready. Okay. First song. Don't look up the lyrics. Run, run, Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. Santa, make him hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Run, run, Rudolph. We don't want the children to frown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that's correct. (laughs) I'm going to say that sounds good. Okay, so that was the practice, apparently. Was it wrong? Yes. What was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, I, I, this, they, this was on the Grinchmas playlist, so I've heard this a hundred times. And I know, I, couldn't recognize I was going to recital was with this song, so I'm like, <laughs> sounds fine. Is it the fr- no, it was something about the, fr- the frown part was wrong, or the freeway. <laughs> Or the frown. I think the frown was wrong. I couldn't tell you what it is, though. What it's What is it for real? The fake lyric was, run, run, Rudolph. 
we don't want the children to frown. I was right. Do I get a half a point? What's no. the actual What's lyric? What's the actual lyric? <laughs> the actual lyric is, run, run, Rudolph, because I'm feeling like a merry-go-round. Uh, uh, I should get a half a point. No, that was the practice round. Okay. What? You all better get this one. Okay. okay. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Come on. And everyone is singing. I hear those sleigh bells ringing. Santa, won't you feed me a candy cane or sweet? Won't you please bring my baby to me so quickly? Uh, Rashawn. <laughs> Santa, won't you... It's the Santa, won't you bring me a candy cane or sweet? It's not right. What's the lyric? It's What's the lyric? Santa, Santa, I know it, 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 I know it. I don't know the actual. <laughs> Who's next? Is it me? <laughs> Go, Josh, because I really don't know. Josh, so Santa, Rashawn, I Santa, won't you bring I, me the one I really need? Won't you please bring my baby to me? E, e, e. I'm not giving you a point because you're singing over me. Ooh. You said Josh. Disqualified. I did not. Carmella did. You're out of here. I heard my name. <laughs> Give me a point. I knew the lyric. You knew the lyric. You get the point. So, Rashad, you get a point for uh, noting what was what? incorrect. <laughs> I don't get a point for the practice round, even though I knew which one was incorrect. You Season's knew because greetings. of my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Season's greetings. <laughs> okay. 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 So no. Where? One, Rashawn. One Josh. That's zero for Mella. Fucking girl, dumb. It, it might okay. say zero because these are all sounding fine to me. I think you could. You should take away his other point for insubordinates. Song number two. <laughs> Ruining my favorite holiday. Okay, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Andy Williams. Okay. Oh, fuck. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be champagne a-flowing, your cheeks will be glowing, and there'll be no tears. Rashawn. And, and there'll be no tears? Is wrong. Josh, you want to take a swing? I know, I know the lyric that is supposed to be there. I don't know which one it's supposed to replace. Um, I told you more than one lyric might be mixed up. Well, oh, can I get a fuck. point for the one I do know? <laughs> Mella. Are you shitting me? Is it, is it the champagne flowing? So I'm going to give all of you half a point because all of those were wrong. Okay. I, can I replace mine? Replace it? I know which, what it's supposed to be. Oh, yes. Marshmallows for roasting. Not in this lyric. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? This is the second verse, baby. <laughs> Prove it, bitch. What is it supposed to be? There'll I know be it's not marshmallows. Oh. And hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. Oh, my God. All of these just sound correct. I thought it was eggnog. Lacey's a songwriter songwriter. <laughs> I was trying to make it tricky. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. Go to the next one. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Okay. Shit. So it's one and a half, one and a half to half. <laughs> yep. Okay. Really killing the game, friends. Okay. <laughs> Our last song is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, dip. By the Jackson 5. Come on. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. I saw her take the leap when his hands started to creep. 
I should have stayed safe in bed, tucked tight and counting sheep. I'm going to say that's correct, Chief. <laughs> that's, that sounds pretty okay. Josh, by a long shot. I know for sure it's I, I saw her take the leap in the line you said after. It, it is Eep, though. I know I know it's Eep. I know it's Eep. I know it's Eep. So I shouldn't have to peep. I shouldn't. I <laughs> When I peeped, I hate, I hate to eat a peep. This is going so well. I'd like my point for knowing the wrong ones, please. You can have a point for knowing the wrong ones. Did he know the wrong ones? Yes! You meant you know for sure that the leap and the one after it were incorrect, right? I thought yes. you meant you that you me, knew Josh. for sure those were in this song, and I was like, no. No, I know for sure those are wrong. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah. But- All right. The actual lyrics are, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peep. Peep! She thought that I was tucked peep! up in my bedroom fast asleep. Let's fucking go. So, peep. Made them all up. I was going to say, this, if it is the lyrics, it's a little creepy. That's why I Announce the I winner. Mean, okay, Josh wins. Yes. Whoa. Whatever. Whatever. Y'all are... There's some Grinches for overall. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a bully, dude. Such a bully. Y'all need some ghostesses to visit you. <laughs> all right. Wrapping things up. I think we can all agree that Elf is a must watch during the Christmas season. It wraps up nostalgic Christmas movies while still staying relevant. It's a timeless Christmas classic. And Will Ferrell is a big, perfect baby. that's it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack as always we'd love if you took a moment and liked subscribed and rated us on apple podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or a request or you just want to show us some love email us at when cinephiles attack at gmail.com from Lacey, mella josh and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays! Oh, Happy oh, holidays. Oh, oh, oh.